And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from our station. Again, we have a great program prepared for you today, as we're going to be talking about thriving in difficult times. So you want to stay tuned to today's program, as we're going to have a great time looking at the Word of God as it encourages us. And for those of you that are following us live on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so that they can follow along with us and also be part of the program. And get your Bibles ready as we're going to be jumping into the book of Genesis, the book of Isaiah, as well as the book of 2 Timothy. So this way you can follow along with us. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this technology that you've given us, that we can connect to so many people, Lord, and just uh, discuss your word and, uh, Lord, reach people that wouldn't normally be reached for interpersonal reactions. I do thank you so much, Lord, for your blessing during this coronavirus crisis. And, Lord, our hearts go out to all those who are suffering from it, uh, both uh, their health and in unemployment and whatever other things that are being of uh, death, Lord, obviously. And so we just ask for your mercy and grace upon us. Uh, bless this conversation, Lord, for your honor and glory in your precious name. Amen. Mm, amen. Again, tuned into our truth will set you free. Bible Prophecy TV edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And our topic is that we're thriving in difficult times. So stay tuned for today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to uh, welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. It's always great to be on talking with you and uh, studying God's word together. Yeah, we're excited. God has given us another wonderful week. And you and I, up to now, we're healthy and we're very thankful for that. Right, Nathan? Well, uh, probably most folks don't realize, but you're one of these first responders out there. You're making sure the ventilators are working and your other job when you're not pastoring. And I think folks <laughs> need to know that uh, you're one of our heroes, man. So thank you for all you're doing in, in out the hospitals and, and encouraging people and keeping those ventilators working. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. It, it is a privilege to be able to do what I do, of course, being by vocation. I've been in the biomedical field now for over 25 years and it is a it is a it is a challenge these days but no, uh, that's what we're here we signed up to serve Nathan and it's our pleasure to be able to uh, serve our community especially where there's such a dire need now uh, with life support and ventilators and all those kind of things so but thank you so much for keeping me in prayer though well yeah we, we're concerned we want your health to be good and uh I think it's awesome how you probably bring that cheery disposition of yours to every person who's sick and give them a little encouragement. I know with all your work as a chaplain and uh, uh, with the police department, I'm, I'm sure you're also ministering to people you come across in the hospitals. So thank you, man, for all the work you're doing for us. Well, you're welcome. But also, Nathan, I do want to give a shout out to all the uh, respiratory therapists out there as well that I work closely with because they're really uh, the front line as well. So we thank all our healthcare workers and we, we lift them up in prayer. So again, we have wonderful teams out there uh, just serving our community. So yeah, Nathan, we have a, a wonderful uh, people out there and we want to thank every one of you that has tuned into our program today as well. And, and Nathan, of course, uh, we are talking about resources and things to encourage us. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the ministry that you and I are part of as a resource for maybe someone that's out there that is not familiar with it and how they can get a hold of these resources. Well, certainly, uh, if you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free podcast here, it's a podcast of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a uh, ministry that's dedicated to proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. We are 
focus on the 31% of the Bible that is Bible prophecy. If you want to know more about our ministry, uh, check us out at ChristinProphecy.org. Christ in Prophecy also happens to be the name of our television program, which is aired on the major networks all over the world. And of course, all the major online networks, including his channel and Truly. Our, we have our own YouTube channel. Check us out, Christ in Prophecy. We have a wealth of information on our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Uh, check us out. You can read articles, subscribe to newsletters, join us on social media. Uh, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and get excited that the Lord is coming back soon. Absolutely. And Nathan, I love the new podcast uh, there for the uh, prophetic perspective. I think those are fantastic as well as the resources. Well, we know that with our TV show, we tend to record them uh, a month, two, maybe three months ahead of time. And events are happening so fast right now. I mean, the signs of the yeah. times that Jesus provided in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 and others, they are coming in frequency and intensity. And we can't keep up with it with our TV show. So we've created these what's called short-form videos, two to five minutes long, called Prophetic Perspectives. You can check them out on our YouTube channel at Christ in Prophecy. And uh, we're releasing one a day. We're, we're addressing what's happening in the here and now and looking at it, how's it, how it relates to Bible prophecy. So it's similar to what we're doing here on The Truth Will Set You Free, although we're doing that weekly. With Prophetic Perspectives, we're trying to do that daily. That's that's amazing. And, and, and how well needed, because... Things change from day to day, Nathan. We were talking about, again, the challenge with the coronavirus. And some states are already seeing the line flattening out somewhat, and others are not. And those are that's information that we want to bring to individuals' attention as soon as we can. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at the time period we're in. I mean, obviously, there have been you know pandemics throughout the world. A hundred years ago, we got the Spanish flu, and two million people died. Now, you go as worse as the Black Death in the 1300s. I, I mean— the world has known flus, even our own time, swine flu, H1N1, bird flu. I There's been pandemics and diseases, AIDS, which nobody talks about, but that's got its millions. Uh, there are just so much going on with that right now. And Jesus said that that would be one of the signs of the end times, that uh, diseases, fearful events surrounding diseases and pestilence would be part of daily life as we got closer to his return. And it would be unprecedented. In other words, not unlike in human history. Where in human history have we basically shut a planet down where almost every country has stopped doing business, where everybody's shuttered inside? And uh, mm -hmm. the Lord is, is giving us a time to wake up. I, I believe that he's put as a, <laughs> if you read our Hulk Hogan, the wrestler, actually, and I was like, wow, <laughs> wisdom from Hulk Hogan. He uh, posted, it, and I'm sure he got it from somebody else too, but that this coronavirus uh, pandemic is a way to take us away like the Egyptians did with uh, uh, the 10 plagues. These, this plague is to keep us from our idols, our gods, our gods of celebrityism and movies and abortion and sports and money. And it's made us dwell indoors and be with family and contemplate. Yeah our lives and our mortality and to reflect on Jesus Christ. It's made the church stop thinking of the church as buildings and more about the people and the relationships we can have with each other. Truly, it's been a, a, a terrible time, but also a wonderful time that God's using to make us focus on what's important. Ooh, Nathan, that is fantastic. And you know, you mentioned it regarding the church. We, we In our last program, we talked about scared, but but not uh, scattered, but not scared. And the early church thrived 
in the midst of difficulties. And I believe that during these uh, challenges that we're in, we can actually come out stronger if we come together. This is a great opportunity for us to come together and draw closer to the Lord. So, Nathan, I think that is fantastic. Um, and I think it's just great opportunities for the church. And that's why we titled our message for today, Thriving in Difficult Times. And Nathan, you and I agree that there's many examples in the Bible of individuals and in situations where they have thrived in difficulties, in challenges. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the life of Joseph and also Daniel, as well as uh, Elijah. And there's so many others that were faced with difficult situations, challenging situations, but yet because they trusted in the Lord, they were able to thrive. So I want to thank you, Nathan, for just sharing those encouraging words. So again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're talking about thriving in difficult times. We want to invite you to turn to the book of Genesis with us as we begin to look at the life of Joseph. So Nathan, will you be able to take us there to Genesis chapter 50 and read for us verses 19 through 20 before we go to Genesis 45 and uh, look at this wonderful story with Joseph? Well, certainly. All right. Well, let's go back into Israel's ancient history. And here Joseph said to them, his brothers, do not be afraid for I am in the place of Am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Mm. And Nathan, I love that. I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening in our world today, and people might be wondering, you know, what is going on? Why is this happening to us? Uh, and I'm sure people have a lot of questions, Nathan. We're living in a real situation in our area here. We had a hospital that just... Uh, uh, laid off uh, like 300 people, a furlough, and, and some are wondering, you know, why me? And, and yet we don't see the whole picture yet, but just like Joseph, right, Nathan, oftentimes what maybe something that might have looked like an evil situation, God somehow will work it out for good. Wow, I would think a hospital would be the last business that would have to furlough workers. You'd think that everybody would need to be on deck. That's pretty amazing that you said that. Yeah, well, Nathan, what happens is that we have uh, different departments that are sort of like shutting down or doing less cases, only doing emergency cases like the operating rooms. Uh, so therefore, they're they're making more room for just um, uh, COVID patients. So therefore, there's a, there's a, a large number of individuals that really uh, are not they don't have much to do because there's not many uh, operations going on except maybe emergency. So the, that actually, some areas are affected while other areas are very busy. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I have a friend, she's a dentist, and she tried to keep her employees on for three weeks, but after three weeks, she had to furlough them as well because she could only stay open for uh, emergency operations. But uh, to get back to Genesis 50 here, yeah, folks got to remember the story of Joseph. Joseph was the younger brother, second to the youngest brother, of 12 brothers, uh, the sons of Jacob, and uh, he was the favorite son, which always is a bad thing to do in a family. And so his brothers, jealous, they sold him into slavery. And he ended up uh, in Egypt. If you're familiar with the story, he was a slave to Potiphar, whose wife made advances on him, and he rejected him, but he was thrown in prison. He worked his way up, and he was finally able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. God gave him the answer. And Pharaoh then let Joseph uh, become second in command. And they got through these seven years of uh, drought. I mean, we're talking about absolutely no food drought. And God had commanded Joseph to store seven years of good and abundance 
And so that made him help them through the seven years. And so Joseph rose to incredible power, not only in Egypt, but throughout the world, as Egypt was the only country that had food at the time. And so his brothers come down to buy food from Egypt. Joseph realized they're his brothers. And after some cat and mouse games, he finally reveals himself to be his brother. And obviously, the brothers are terrified because here Joseph has all this power and authority. And this is what Joseph says to them, as we just read. What God, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. In other words, that though the brothers did evil against Joseph, God turned that around and used Joseph to save yeah. other people's lives. And so I think that the application for our day and time is pretty, pretty evident here, right? Absolutely. And Nathan, and you know, and when we look at the story of Joseph, there was a time when he was in jail and, and almost forgotten about. And I can just imagine what Joseph was going through at that time. Where's God in this situation? Why me? Why is this happening to me? And there's individuals right now that maybe find themselves in the same situation that maybe somehow God has forsaken or has forgotten them. But that's not the case. God is still working behind the scenes. And you got to remember, too, that, yes, there's a lot of bad coming as people ask, oh, is, is Satan behind this coronavirus? And yet the forces of evil are always at work. But it's amazing how God being God, you know, sovereign over all things, knows how to work evil to redirect it so that it produces some good. Take, for instance, uh, yes, are people dying from the coronavirus? Yes. Are people losing their jobs and their income? Yes. Are we facing a great recession or if not a depression? More than likely, yes. But how is God using that for good? And obviously, we, we stay a little earlier, the good things that come out of it. But then you have to ask yourself, what is God doing for you? How is he using this time in your life for good? Who are you affecting for Jesus Christ? Uh, you got to look at the silver lining, so to speak, that, yeah, terrible things are happening. We're all suffering. But how is God using you to make a difference for him? That's something to think about. Nathan, that's a very good point. And that's exactly when you look at the story of Joseph, if, if you'll take us there uh, to Genesis 45, Nathan, please, and read for us verses five through eight, we find again, just like you're saying, that God was working out a greater purpose. Okay, well, Genesis 45, five through eight reads, but now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Mm. Isn't that amazing, Nathan? And here we have a tragedy in his life, but yet we saw how God was actually using this situation to really help so many more other people that at that time, Joseph could not even imagine. Oh, I mean, when you think about and you read the story of this, we're talking about seven years of famine. I mean, no rain, no crops. We've been, what, five, six weeks in, in yes. isolation now. Imagine that for seven years. And it wasn't just Egypt. It was all throughout the Middle East and the surrounding lands. I mean, it was decimating. People were dying. They were starving to death. And the only people to have food were the Egyptians because God put Joseph right in the position to have the wisdom to save for seven years and then have something to go through the tough time. That's a, actually a good lesson for us. It sounds like one of those Dave Ramsey lessons. 
And he always told you, I have $1,000 set aside for an emergency. Well, everybody who had $1,000 set aside were like, yeah, <laughs> I understand that now. And then after that, he says, well, beyond that, try to have three months of savings. Well, we're seeing that, yeah, <laughs> three months of savings are pretty good. Now, I know that it's hard for some, if not most, to save that kind. But uh, sure. look how the food lasted for seven years, and Joseph was able to save all the peoples, and Egypt rose became very, very powerful in the land for many centuries after that. And so there's great wisdom here in the story of Joseph that applies to our lives almost well over 3,000, 4,000 years later. Yeah, and that's amazing. And we see again, Nathan, uh, God is faithful uh, for those that continue to trust in him. And, and again, right now, I mean, this is a bump in the road in comparison to what the Bible predicts is going to happen in the time of the tribulation uh, and things like that. So for us that are here, we need to look to the Lord and, and be encouraged. Also, Nathan, you would agree, again, Daniel was also another individual that in a difficult situation, God preserved him and used him and even promoted him uh, uh, in his situation that he found himself in. Daniel was, of course, many years later, it was uh, 586 B.C., uh, Likely, Daniel was exiled by the Babylonians around 600 or so B.C. Uh, the God had warned again and again for 400 years, Israel, if, if you abandon me, if you run after other gods, uh, I'm going to exile you from the land. And for 70 years, the, the Israelites were exiled from the land. And those 70 years actually being because the Jews refused to, to hold the year of Jubilees. So it added up to 70 years. And here's this young nobleman named Daniel. He watches Jerusalem, his hometown, be destroyed. He's dragged, he and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, up to, to Babylon. And there the, the Jewish people are told, here you will settle, and here you will remain. And, and here Daniel had to deal with that. And so we can look at Daniel and see that as he's in exile. I mean, imagine people burning down your house and dragging you away and making you live in a foreign land, learn a different language, a culture, eat the different foods. Uh, very difficult. But here, Daniel always stayed close to the Lord. He even, and this this always blows my mind, Vic, is that he repented for his nation's sins. Now here is only the two people that Jesus said in the Bible were righteous people. And here he gives credit to Daniel. And yet Daniel is praying for the sins of his people. He's repenting. And I think today we need to look at that. We should add to our own prayers when we pray to the Lord to meet our needs, that now's the time to pray and ask for forgiveness, not only for our personal sins, since we're all sinners, but pray for our national sins, our sins of pride and adultery and selfishness and abortion and sexual immorality and greed. And I mean, our country's rife with sin, and we need to repent of that because we are Americans. And whether we're engaged in those sins or not, if we look to the example of Daniel, he prayed for the sins of the nation and asked God to forgive him. You Nathan, Nathan, that's a very good point because a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we forget sometimes that some of the things that we have been responsible for as a nation, maybe not as individuals, but yet God holds us accountable. And also the Lord might have a message here for the U.S. Uh, as a nation and even other countries so that they can sort of look and, and say, hey, you know what, why has this come upon us and what is God trying to say to us? And that's why I'm so glad that Daniel recognized his sin but also as a nation and interceded in prayer for them as well. So I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. That's why I always encourage people, hey, let's pray for our president. Pray for our leaders. Rather than criticizing individuals, 
We don't know what it is to be in their shoes, but let's pray because God knows the whole situation. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's all we hear right now is criticism of this, that, and another. Uh, God wants repentance. You know, even as, as Christians, uh, there's a lot of, of pressure on our president, yeah. on Vice President Pence, on our state and local government. And, you know, the, we should not have a spirit of criticism. Obviously, they're going to make mistakes. They're human. But we should have a spirit of repentance. We should look to the examples that the Bible gives us, how Daniel repented. And, and that's hard. Uh, again, that's breaking that spirit of pride. We Americans, we pride ourselves on pride. And, yes. Uh, we, but it's a time of repentance. You, you look back to the Old Testament. Uh, I don't have the reference uh, on the top of my head. I'm sure you do, Vic. But where the Lord says, if you'll, you'll repent and call my name, I will re forgive your sins and restore you. And as a right. nation, one of the, the last of the Christian nations in the world, or at least Christian culture nations, uh, we should know better better than all these other countries that, that God's calling us to a time of repentance. He's, he's like Hulk Hogan said, we, we've gotten rid of the, the gods that Americans worship to the point where we are now only dependent on the one true God. And and isn't it wonderful that the Lord's trying to get our attention? As, as terrible as it has to be, that disaster has to do that. Disaster often is what brings us to our knees and turns our eyes to Jesus Christ. Mm. Excellent point, Nathan. Again, you're tuned into our truth will set you free. Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista, Nathan, Joseph, Lamb, Lion, Ministry. We're talking about thriving in difficult times, looking at the life of Daniel, as well as the life of Joseph and the life of Elijah, and how even in difficult times, God provided for them and they were able to thrive. And Nathan, uh, Daniel is such a great example because here he was, God gifted him and Joseph with the ability to interpret dreams. God sets them up before the most powerful men on earth. He gives them dreams that they cannot interpret. And then yet God raises Daniel and raises up Joseph to be able to interpret their dreams. And then God uses that to be able to promote them uh, to positions of protection and promotion, as well as provision uh, for each one of them. And, and a wonderful example, Nathan, we find there in the book of Daniel, uh, in chapter 2, if you'll be able to read for us there, Daniel uh, chapter 2, and we can actually uh, pick it up. Let me see which will be a good one, because there's just a lot of wonderful uh, areas in the book of Daniel, but some specific one that we can see about his promotion is in chapter 2, actually verses 48 uh, through 50. Uh, if you can read those for us, Nathan, that will be fantastic, just in case someone tuned in doesn't have a Bible. Well, certainly. Daniel 2, 48 through 49 uh, and 50. You went through 50? Yeah, I think 50 will be great. Does it go to 50? Hopefully I got um, 48, chapter 2. Let me see. I'm hopefully adding... adding um, yeah, 49. I'm sorry, Nate. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> what Bible are you reading? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, he promoted Daniel and gave him many gifts. <laughs> and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. And also Daniel petitioned the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Ooh. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. Yes, and you're absolutely right. I'm not I'm not using the Vic version of the Bible, by the way. <laughs> huh? This is the New King James. You're right. It's 49 verses. But Nathan, oh. I love that there. What's that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you love it. Why? 
No, 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 I'm saying I love this this verse because I, we see here how because of his faithfulness to the word of God and also to simply stick into what God told him to do, we see that in the midst of a difficult time and even being a captive in Babylon, yet God raises him up and gives him a position of authority and he's able to thrive in these difficult times. Well, a little backstory to both Joseph and Daniel is that there was a lot of temptations to fall into the evilness of their culture. Joseph could have succumbed to Potiphar's wife and and uh, had an affair with her. You know, he could have sat in the prisons and lamented and didn't help his fellow uh, prisoners. Daniel could have eaten the idolatrous foods of the worst that were offered to idols and uh, not follow the kosher diet that the law had given them. And in each of these situations, both men stood for what was right. They followed the, the world word of God. They followed God's moral precepts. And God used that to elevate them into positions of authority where they could help other people. And I think these men are fantastic examples of how Christians should live in crisis or how really how we should live at any time. We should always live by faith, right? The righteous shall live by faith, Habakkuk 2.4. And by faith means we obey the word of God. We follow God's moral precepts. We are a living example to other people. And God can use that. When you live the Christian life, as God teaches, when you live a life of holiness, you too can be used by God to change the world. Woo I love that. And that is, that's why we encourage those of you that are tuning into the program. God sees every situation and he knows exactly what we're in the midst of. And we as individuals have an opportunity uh, to make a difference, no matter what situation we're in. The early church were great examples of that. They were being persecuted. They were being killed for their faith. Yet the church actually grew in these times of persecution. So we have all these amazing uh, Bible examples to encourage us. Nathan, I'm also thinking of um, in 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, verses 1 through 6, we see the, the life of Elijah. Another faithful man found himself in a very difficult situation, but we see God's provision uh, in the midst of these challenges. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, now in the Old Testament to 1 Kings chapter 17? And maybe read for us verses 1 through 6. All right, sure. Great choice uh, to wind down the program. Elijah is another great example. Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, he was the evil king at the time, As the Lord God of Israel lives, whom before I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. And then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith which flows into the Jordan. It will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So Elijah went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Nathan, and again, we were talking about there's individuals today right now that maybe they lost their job. They put them on furlough. Uh, they're, they're not sure where their food is going to come. They're, they're, not, they're not sure how they're going to provide. But yet we find here, right, Nathan, these wonderful examples of men and women that were found in worse situations. They trusted the Lord and God supernaturally provided for them. Isn't that amazing? You know, as Christians, we are told that Jesus will always be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Yes, we die. Yes, we suffer from the fallen world, from persecution, from people, from bad health. That's just part of living in a fallen world. But as Christians, we know that we are always in Jesus' hands. 
He's always looking out for us, and he has promised us eternal life forever. To know Jesus yes. Christ is to have joy and peace and hope for the future. You can't get any better than that. Amazing. And, and that's why, Nathan, every time we close our program, we always op- uh, leave with an invitation for individuals that don't have a person. I mean, really, the way we thrive in difficult times is through the Lord. It's a relationship with him. And if you're tuned into this program and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, we're going to take this time right now to give you an opportunity to receive Christ right where you are, wherever you are, and see how God will bless your life. So, Nathan, will you be able to speak to that person on the other side right now that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start that relationship so they can strive, uh, thrive, if you will, even in difficult times? Well, know that Jesus Christ loves you. He loved you so much that he died on the cross for your sins. And that when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you will be saved. You'll be saved from the punishment, the just punishment of your sins by going to hell. And you will inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ. So put your faith in Jesus Christ. Accept that he's the son of God. That he was God come as man. And he died for your sins on the cross. But he beat death by resurrecting from the dead. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be gone. And you will inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ forever. Praise the Lord. And maybe you prayed to receive the Lord for the first time. Hey, let us know. 305-992-9537. We would love to rejoice with you and also send you some materials so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. So, again, we'll be, we would love to hear from you. Or oh, for those of you that are following us live on social media, if you accepted the Lord, hey, post it there so that we can also rejoice with you as well. Uh, so, Nathan, again, we are living in challenging th- times. I, I believe that we can uh, we can definitely thrive in difficult times. And I believe that that can be accomplished through the word of God. I love what the Bible has to say, uh, Nathan, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Paul, in speaking to Timothy, said, And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And at the end of the day, Nathan, as we continue to trust in God's word and rely on his word and stay close to to his word, God is going to help us through all these situations. Amen, brother. Well said. Awesome. And again, for those of you that just tuned into the program or maybe you have been part of the program, we pretty much have run out of time for this segment of the program. But we thank you for tuning in and being part of our program and keeping us in prayer and continue to pray for our nation and our country. So Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb and Lion Ministry. We want to thank you for being part of the program. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you. And again, look up because the Lord is coming back very, very soon.